back to another episode of the Set Your Damn Lineup Podcast. As always, I'm your host, TJ Wingard. We'll kick the episode off with some unsung heroes from this past Sunday, starting with Nick Chubb. 39.3 points on 20 carries, 165 yards, and three touchdowns. Also had three catches for 18 yards. And something that really stuck out from that Browns win against the Ravens, using a lot more 12, meaning one running back, two tight end personnel, as well as 22. So you have Chubb, a fullback, and those two tight ends. So it's clear. Cleveland wants to use the running game to then set up the passing game, so look for a lot more production like we saw this past Sunday from Nick Chubb. Another running back making this week's unsung heroes, Jordan Howard. Look, of his 53.3 points he has on the year, he had 32 and a half on Sunday. 15 carries, 87 yards, and a pair of touchdowns. He's owning 56.1% of leagues, but I'm going to eh on Jordan Howard as a pickup. He's available a lot, but... He's basically got the goal line carries. He got the touchdowns, but he's still in a committee, and Miles Sanders is probably more talented than Jordan Howard. And now we'll move to a trio of wide receivers, starting with Robert Woods. Finally had a breakout game, 29.4 points this past Sunday, 13 catches for 164 yards. And his next best performance in regards to receiving yards was 70 in week one. So certainly a big bounce back and a big improvement there for Robert Woods. Then on to A.J. Brown, and while I don't know if he can be an unsung hero because he was started in 0% of leagues, which is just insane. Even 16-man leagues didn't have a spot for A.J. Brown, but he comes up with three catches, 94 yards, and a pair of touchdowns against the Falcons. So a big week, and a guy who's probably going to start getting rostered here this week. Moving from there, we'll talk about Cortland Sutton, somebody I have in a lot of my leagues, and kind of emerges as the number one option there, alongside with Emmanuel Sanders for Joe Flacco. 24.2 points this past Sunday, six catches for 62 yards, but the pair of touchdowns was really standing out. And he's somehow available in 30.4% of ESPN leagues. And if he's available in your league, you have got to add Cortland Sutton. Next up on the docket are waiver wire ads for the week. And with quarterback, I'm sticking with Jameis Winston and Jacoby Brissett. Brissett, I've talked about all three episodes of the podcast. Winston I talked about last week. But when talking about Jameis Winston, his back-to-back monster weeks, 54.8 points over the last two contests. And he's still only rostered in 43.9% of leagues. And even though you're looking at a Saints defense coming up this Sunday who shut down the Dallas offense, they allowed 400-plus yards and two touchdowns to Russell Wilson. He gave up 283 and a touchdown to Jared Goff the week prior, and then three touchdowns to Deshaun Watson week one. And for Brissett, he's the only quarterback in the NFL right now to have multiple touchdowns in every game this season. Who would have thought Jacoby Brissett would be that guy? And look, he had three touchdowns against not a great Raiders defense, but he did it without T.Y. Hilton, which is certainly an encouraging sign. Not to mention it's back-to-back weeks where he puts up 20-plus points. Couple of that, and I love his matchup against Kansas City this week. So if you need a streaming option, your quarterback's on the bye, definitely go after Jacoby Brissett. On to the running back position, we'll talk about Ronald Jones and Jalen Samuels. Jones has 13.1 points week three, 15.2 last week. And it's clear the Buccaneers want him to be the number one option as they used a second-round pick in the 2018 draft on him. And he's rostered in just 41.3% of leagues. I think he's a high upside kind of guy. You can add him, stash him, and eventually he's going to get more and more touches. Thus, the production is going to follow. And for Jalen Samuels, he really emerges a legit pass-catching weapon in the Steelers' offense. Eight catches for 57 yards on Monday night. But was also used nicely throughout the offense as a Wildcat option. Scored a touchdown out of that Wildcat formation. But also being mixed in as a compliment to James Conner. I love the idea and the production that Jalen Samuels is a legit flex play for me. Now for the wide receiver position, I'm talking about Corey Davis from the Tennessee Titans as well as Cole Beasley. Davis is the more talented. I know a lot of people are going to think A.J. Brown, first-round pick, pair of touchdowns, but I still like Davis. I think he's the more talented receiver. The value, though, has been hampered by Tennessee quarterback play, whether it's Mariota or when he goes down the backups thereafter. But Davis has gotten more and more points every week, has 20.1 this past Sunday, and I think he continued to gain value, but 
he will always come with risk based off Mariota's play level. And as somebody who's not that high of Mariota as a passer, I'm a little iffy when it comes to Corey Davis. But the talent's there, and the touchdown production could certainly follow. And for Cole Beasley, he is the man in PPR leagues. He had 12-plus points for three consecutive weeks and is on pace for 96 catches this season. He leads the Bills in targets. He had 10 targets week three, 13 this past Sunday. Also, I'll throw in a couple of honorable mentions. If you follow me on Twitter, at TJ Wingert, spelled W-E-N-G-E-R-T, I talked about Golden Tate. He's returning from that four-game suspension, and he's a high-volume pass-catching option. He'll dominate in PPR leagues, especially considering Danny Dimes' era is out to a good start and looks like the pass offense there in New York is revitalized. Also, a shout-out for Deontay Thompson of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Since becoming a starter, he's had double-digit targets and a touchdown in both of those games, so it's clear that him and Mason Rudolph have a good chemistry to work from. So after giving you a number of options there from the wide receiver position, move on to tight end. I talked about Will Disley the past couple of weeks, and now I'm going to move on to Ben Watson. He returns from a suspension, same as Golden Tate, and he came out of retirement for a reason. New England was clearly needing an option at the tight end position after the retirement of Rob Gronkowski. And same thing I talked about with Disley. If you don't know those top four tight ends, Kelsey, the Ertz, Evan Ingrams of the world, you're looking for somebody who can give you some touchdown production. That's exactly what Ben Watson can give you. Well, now we'll move on to this episode's weekly segment, Move On or Be Patient. I'm a guy who likes to preach patience, just who I am, and you'll kind of see it here with this segment. We'll start with Stephon Diggs. He has been very frustrating. I have him in one of my leagues. But then he finally breaks out and has double digits this past Sunday when he goes for seven catches, 108 yards, against the Bears' defense. A tough matchup there. Finally breaks out. So because of that, I'm going to preach patience here with Diggs. But again, same thing I talked about with Corey Davis. He's very reliant upon good quarterback play. And Kirk Cousins has been up and down so far this year. And it doesn't always help Stephon Diggs that he plays with Adam Thielen. It doesn't the idea that Diggs won't get double teamed because of it. But... Adam Thielen's an elite-level receiver, so Minnesota has to try to feed both of those receivers. Now we'll talk about Baker Mayfield, somebody I like as a person. I like him as a player, and he finally has a better game on Sunday, 15.7 points against a pretty good Baltimore defense, but right now he's QB 23, so I'm saying move on. It's clear there are better options out there. So even like a guy I mentioned earlier, James Winston, Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield's probably more talented, but as a fantasy option, those two players are better than Mayfield right now. Throw in the fact that we talked about earlier, Cleveland moving to more 12 and 22 personnel. They want to become a ground-and-pound team, less reliant upon the pass. Last but not least, we'll talk about Sony Michelle. And this has probably been the most frustrating player in fantasy football. Somebody who looked like in the preseason was the lead back. And he has been that in regards to carries. He has a disappointing week this Sunday, 6.3 points. But he led the team in carries with 17. But right now, he's just losing production in the sense that Rex Burkhead and James White are pass catchers. And on Sunday, it's Brandon Bolden scoring the first touchdown of the game, stealing that away from Sony Michelle. So it's very frustrating. But while this one's close in regards to be patient, move on, I'll say be patient. Used probably a top eight pick in your fantasy draft on him. I don't want to just cut that loose. Couple that with a couple of good matchups coming up against the Skins and against the Giants. That one in Foxborough. So I feel positive about him moving forward. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Such a Damn Lineup podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions, tweet at me, TJ Wingert, spelled W-E-N-G-E-R-T, or comment on the Facebook page. I'll try to answer every question I can. But until next week, my name's TJ Wingert, and I am signing off.